Hello. Thank you for joining us on Live, Learn, Love, Lead, a podcast of Bethel Christian Church in Warren, Michigan. Our mission is to live in the power of Christ, learn to become like Christ, love as the family of Christ, and to lead others to Christ. This year, our aim is to grow in these four L's. Listen for this week's thoughts. Welcome to Live, Learn, Love, Lead, the weekly podcast of Bethel Christian Church. This is Danielle Hodson. And this is Daniel Hodson. Thanks for joining us once again as we study through the book of Proverbs. We're studying authentic wisdom for the year. This week we are in Proverbs 19, looking at verses 14 and 15. It says, House and wealth are inherited from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Slothfulness casts into a deep sleep and an idle person will suffer hunger. There's a lot of different images in here, but I think a lot of the same underlying messages. Yeah, yeah. Again, we're seeing parallel stuff. It's interesting when you're going through this, how many times, you know, different ideas are repeated, different juxtapositions that are seen throughout Mm -hmm. it. It's just, it's almost as if repetition is kind of bringing mastery at least of the concepts mm-hmm. of how they they go together even if it's not you know mastering the thing it's it's drilling down into our brains right this if you do this you get this yeah if you do this it's kind of like that yeah the um the literary device is called antithesis that you're talking about mm-hmm. that comparing that contrast between the two and over and over and over um we see like wisdom and folly wisdom and foolishness righteousness and ungod like those two sort of categories and it's wise for us to not just assume we're on one side or the other side yeah. but to examine our hearts um as we as we look through them yeah so the first line is house and wealth are inherited from fathers but a prudent wife is from the lord and we were talking about this right um right before we record and and i asked my husband i said what's house what's wealth and he so wisely said well house is protection and wealth is provision so it's protection and provision that we give our children yeah like as a dad one of the things that i want to be able to do for my kids and for my wife is to protect and provide Mm -hmm. it's i go to work every day so i can protect and provide and i think that that's that's a godly thing Mm -hmm. i think it's a it's it's an incredible inheritance for the kids to be able to to look at a father or a mother and say you know they worked hard to provide Mm -hmm. i think that it instills work ethic it instills um, appreciation for things mm-hmm. and it sets them up for success on how to approach material possessions pastor has said over and over again it's not the thing that's the problem it's if the thing has you if you if you are working just to get the next thing that's the problem but to have a good work ethic to provide and to protect i i think that that's an incredible inheritance and it's an incredible thing to honor god yeah i think too it's it's like in, what's being inherited is a culture a yeah. family culture it's right fantastic. like yeah. that um that parents or leadership like if you don't have kids like someone that you are serving in your life um 
that that we are creating a culture in our life where we protect and provide for one another, whoever yes. our community is. And that is something that, like, yes, I think there is, like, a practical material side of this, right? Like, parents, um, like, teaching their kids to save and leaving, mm-hmm. uh, like, a financial inheritance for them. But I think more even beyond that, it's, like, a cultural... Um, a family culture that is created in within the household within your relationships to model to them to make disciples on this is this is a right way to live yeah i love that a family culture <laughs> that's good it's a good thing it's a yeah. good thing to be intentional about that yes. it's like family cultures um if your family is just you or if you have you know 18 kids or <laughs> like or it it's each home has a culture and we can intentionally build that. And then like onto that, the next line says, a prudent wife is from the Lord. And prudence, again, just means like someone who is pursuing wisdom, but not just choosing the wise. It's also like avoiding foolishness yeah, or evil. Yeah. And there are two sides to this that kind of hit me. One is my wife is a, is a prudent woman and she is a gift to me because of the wisdom that she has, because of how she lives her life. But then also, as a prudent woman or a prudent man, you can you can allow that gift of prudence to rise up in you as an individual, and you can be that gift to someone else. So there's kind of two sides to that and whole idea. And we can grow in it too. Yeah. Right? Like by yep. studying this and really yep. pursuing what we pursue intentionally. Yep. That's good. I like that, what you're saying. Um, verse 15 says, slothfulness, slothfulness, sorry, slothfulness casts into a deep sleep and an idle person will suffer hunger. Um, yeah. It's just crazy to me when I was thinking about the slothfulness casts into a deep sleep. Like you're sleepy, you're not fully awake. Like how many people live life with their eyeballs open but like they're not awakened to what is happening um in life like this is the day the lord has made he has called us to love him to live for him to glorify him in everything that we do and yet we're so dulled to sleep by i mean i hate to sound like this person but like by our screens how many Mm -hmm. hours a week do we spend on screens or just like binging the next episode or on social media or watching the news? It's just, it's just so much that we're not, I think it, it makes it hard. I keep coming back to this to living intentional. Yeah. And like how many times have you had a conversation with someone who's just really tired? <laughs> right. Right. And how much that person misses I I, I have been told that there have been times in the past where I have had conversations with people while falling in and out of sleep. Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny. But um, and then I have no recollection of that conversation. Mm-hmm. Wow. And how much do we miss when we're tired physically, when we're tired, you know, intellectually, when we're tired spiritually, mm-hmm. when we're tired relationally? When, when we're not able to engage those different areas of our lives fully, mm-hmm. how much do we miss out on? Right. How much 
are we not able to bring our full selves to that moment and and how much is missed out when people aren't bringing themselves because we're not fully awake because we're not fully awake we're not fully there and then how do we bring life into those areas Mm -hmm. you know if you're tired physically Mm -hmm. maybe go out for a walk right get the blood flowing get the get the the legs working get the muscles pumping if you're tired spiritually get the word out Mm -hmm. you just start reading it talk to somebody about it pray with somebody every morning you engage those muscles you engage Mm -hmm. those areas and that brings life and vitality back into it you know if Mm -hmm. if you feel like you're sluggish intellectually read a book just engage that brain get those neurons firing no i like it i mean i think that really the idleness and the slothfulness is the opposite of of intentional living and i maybe that's the theme for this week the wisdom of living intentionally which is is one of my favorite things to talk about but But that intentional living is the opposite of slothfulness and idleness. And what you're saying, um, I think, really goes to the last line of this week's conversation. That idle person will suffer hunger. And we were talking about, you know, not just physical food hunger, but uh, like some of the things we were saying, spiritual, relational hunger. Like if you're lonely, if your relationships are broken, emotional hunger, if your soul is hungry mm-hmm. um, for truth or for beautiful things or for yeah. good things. Um, because the other thing is our soul can be filled mm-hmm. and not be good things, right? Like right. you could go to a feast and have it be full of fresh fruits and veggies and healthy proteins. Or you could go to a feast and have it be full of Cheetos and Doritos and Slurpees. Mm-hmm. And either way, you're full. Yeah. Um, but Both one, satisfied for that moment. One's going to lead to sort of a slothfulness. And one's yeah. going to lead. It's, one is life-giving. And um, Proverbs also says, like, the satisfied soul loathes the honeycomb. And what that means is, like, we've all had those moments, right, at Thanksgiving or whatever, when you're quite full. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. someone brings out something sweet the honey and they're like do you want this pie do you want this dessert and you love it that thing but you're like the satisfied soul loathes even the sweet things you're like no please gosh no and so if we're if our soul is full of just sort of junk or we don't have any sort of filter hopefully like we have a filter on what food choices we eat like hopefully we don't just eat like the first restaurant we pass or the first mm-hmm, thing that we mm-hmm. pass in the grocery store because then it's like the donuts and the plastic and candy bars that right, we have. Right, right. Like we have some sort of filter that we allow food into our bodies that we need to do that for our for our minds um, and our spirits also. And another thought is like that we hunger for what we feed on. Mm-hmm. If I always have Burger King every day, that is what I'm going to crave. Right. But if I wake up every morning with a glass of water and a fruit smoothie and some good food that is what my body Mm -hmm. is going to crave and so we can okay so let's say we haven't been living intentionally it feels or it feels overwhelming to say i want to live intentionally in my intellect in my emotions in my relationships in my spirit um 
in my physical choices with food or like that feels like so much work mm-hmm. what, what do we do you just start you just start you just start somewhere it, that's what our old bible school teacher would say you know how do you start something you, you just start you start yeah it doesn't have to be a grandiose momentous first step you know the first step to educating myself is i read the encyclopedia no right 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 you know s- step one i bought a book right you know it's or get a book ju- from the library <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i checked the book out you know you just just start somewhere that's i think that's one of the things that i love about this year's study mm-hmm. we're not taking a huge chunk of scripture and while there are times when you want to just Mm-hmm. Just read a, an entire uh, encounter. You want to read an entire event. But sometimes you want to just baby step through something. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're doing with Proverbs. It's just a couple verses. Yeah. That's that's a, a couple of minutes, if that, at times. Right. And in a couple of minutes, you can read it eight times. Yeah, like, yeah. It's fruitful to take in big chunks, but it's also fruitful to look closely Um, and to really consider the consequences of these ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, too, when you were talking about just starting, something that came into my mind is from the book Atomic Habits, and his whole thesis in there and his argument is, like, just start small. um, And you do, if you aim to grow, like, 1% a week in something, you know, by the end of... A few months you have a really different yeah. a really different trajectory and so start small like he gives the example of like if you want to work out every day the first day just just put on your tennis shoes right or if you need to do push-ups just just do one yep. and then because the hard part is like showing up yeah showing up and i think the other part is accountability and yes. that's something we really miss out on um when you don't have that person that you've given permission to ask those hard questions, you know. Or easy questions. Or, or easy questions. Well, well, what I mean by hard questions is things that are going to make you admit that you didn't do the thing that you <laughs> right. said you wanted to do. Yeah. Um, is get that person in your life that's going to help you walk through it. Accountability is not a bad thing. No. Accountability is, is treated really backwards a lot of times. Um. But accountability is such an incredible thing. It's like training wheels on a bike. You know, eventually you want to be on a two-wheeler. But those training wheels, it, it keeps you centered. It keeps you from going too far one way or too far the other way. It's, you know, if you're on day one of working out, you want your buddy saying, maybe you shouldn't try to bench press 300 pounds. Right. Maybe pick the bar up, you know. And then you also having that person push you a little bit. Once you've started down this road a little bit, having that person that's going to walk along with you, encouraging you when you miss it. Yeah, prudence and wisdom. Prudence but and then wisdom. I think also, I'll just say this though on accountability because I agree with you, but I also think unlike training wheels, that doesn't go away. Like we never need to stop growing and Agreed. learning. So yes. we always need to have people that we can be vulnerable with and that can speak into our lives yep. and, and really know what um, what our struggles are yep. and what we're dealing with. Um, lots of thoughts kind of covered a lot of different things today, yeah. but um, all with the underlying 
theme of, I think, intentional living. Like we want to create the culture of our lives um, that point us towards the Lord and towards wisdom. And we want to live fully awake and in creating those choices. Right. That's a way to do that. And, and by doing that just by one step at a time. Yeah. Let's pray. Yeah. God, we thank you that you're good. We thank you that you have such good things for us. We ask that as we approach this new week, that you would help us to live intentionally, that we would honor the moments you have given us here on earth, and that we would honor our intellect, our emotions, our spiritual state, that we would be able to look at them and say, where are we and where do we want to go? And that we would surround ourselves with people to help put that plan together and to walk that out. God, we thank you that you are with us every step. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are in us. You are filling us. You are encouraging and empowering us to become more like Christ every day. We thank you for that. We thank you for this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, visit us at BethelChristian-MI.org or find us on social media. To stay updated on upcoming episodes, please consider subscribing to the podcast. We pray you will be empowered to live, learn, love, and lead in the power and love of Christ.